Well, hello, and welcome to our first ever Arise podcast, specifically for our host and co-host for our Arise home gatherings all over the world. You've been gathering, and so I'm here um, today with our online pastor, Kayla Kessinger. Hey, ladies. So excited to have everyone um, listening in. So Kayla and I are just going to spend a few minutes um, and hope to equip you each month with just some practical resources. Um, Kayla, so most of our hosts and co-hosts, they're just kind of like, what, what do you think the average profession is for most of our hosts? Um, probably on average, the majority of our hostesses are women who um, they're just stay-at-home moms. And actually, I want to rephrase that. I don't want to say just, just stay-at-home moms <laughs> because I had a stay-at-home mom. And if she heard me say that, yeah. she would yell at me. Well, but I'm, honestly, like it, like rage came up in my soul. <laughs> like, just teasing. Yes, I was, a, I was a stay-at-home mom. Actually, you know, Kayla, um, so my oldest daughter will start her senior year this year. And my youngest daughter starts kindergarten. And so this will be the first year in 17 years that I haven't had a child at home while I was working. So I haven't been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. And so working part-time and always with a kid in tandem and tote. So it is um, definitely a beautiful job. So what what a courageous thing to do to open your home when you're already um, have your home filled with um, lots of kids and drama and um, chaos. And so, Yeah. uh, yeah. So we know that many of you are stepping out in faith, opening your home just with the Great Commission, really. Um, And so we want to be able to equip you each month. So we hope to give you some practical resources um, to encourage you and equip you. And we may throw extras in here occasionally as the Lord gives us a word for you. because we want to be about resourcing you. Um, you've said yes, and so we want to come alongside you and hold your arms up. For sure. Um, so Kayla, what's our first topic? So I think we're going to talk today about the importance of hospitality, which I think is such a beautiful topic. Um, you know, for most of my life, I always saw myself as a hospitable person. Like I love to have people over and um, have parties and dinners and friends over. Um, but it wasn't until recently that I realized, and after actually talking to you a little bit, that I realized that I was more of an entertainer as opposed to somebody who was truly hospitable in a, in a biblical way. Um, yeah, because biblical hospitality is totally different than like the world's hospitality. Yes, very much so. Like very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I wanted to be that person. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm very type A. Anybody who spent any amount of time with me, if I have friends over, I like for every single one of my serving dishes to match. I want all of my things to go together. I want to have a theme. I want to have a color scheme. I want everything to be aesthetically pleasing. Um, and what the Lord has been teaching me is that it doesn't matter so much um, what it looks like as opposed to um, what you're accomplishing in the hearts of people. And actually, so biblical hospitality is extremely um, taught throughout the scriptures. I mean, it is a big um, theme, for sure. really, even in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot that's said about if you want to be a leader and um, deacons and deacons' wives and, like, that there has to be – you have to be given to hospitality. And so yeah. I love that because, honestly, like, I feel like the um, more commercialized and modernized we've become as a society, the less and less hospitable we are. Mm-hmm. We've come into our own bubbles. And even within our own homes, like, the square footage has increased and social interaction has decreased face-to-face personal – not to be misunderstood with online yeah. um, social interacting. Um, so it's it's just a lost art, really, to yeah. to become a true host. Now, I was kind of the opposite. Like, I um, 
I, I've always said that the hot sauce is not my gift. I said that for years. Like, that's just not my gift. I don't like that because people just stress me out in my house. Like, like I did <laughs> not. You're a really good person until like, people, like, come yes. around you. <laughs> I'm like, I love you at church, but, like, I need you to stop, like, eating on my wide couch. Like, please. Like, I, I, it just stressed me out. And then there was, you know, there was also an era, I, I mean, I think of, for me, it's the other end of the pendulum, but some sort of perfectionism as, as well, because like for me in the times that I didn't have, I have a house that I love now, but there was a lot, a long time where I was embarrassed about like that my house wasn't quite as organized or honestly, like Kayla, I don't know if I got $30 gift card to TJ Maxx, I, I ain't buying no like cooking sheet. Like, I mean, like my, my cookie sheets, you could probably get tetanus off of them. Like my knives are dull. <laughs> like, like Remember I just. Remember that for our next potluck, ladies. <laughs> like I don't, like it was never important to me to have those kind of things. I'd rather buy a shirt. Like, yeah. like you know, like everybody can see a shirt. Nobody can see my cooking sheet. So like I, there was an element of like, I couldn't invite them over because it wasn't perfect enough. And sure. so, but, but, but whether it's to show off or whether it's to hide, both are really rooted in selfishness. Whereas yeah. biblical hospitality is truly like rooted in selflessness. Yeah. It's, it's truly about partnering with God in the same way that God wants to bring us into his family that we desire to bring others into his. Wouldn't you agree? For sure. And I think um, hospitality, as I've been thinking about this, really stems from our love of God that results in our love of others, right? Mm-hmm. Like true hospitality. I read this um, not too long ago that said, hospitality is the ministry of making others feel at home in your home. And I thought that was so beautiful because I never really, I I was sort of like you, I saw hospitality more as like a gift or a character trait and not so much of a ministry. Or or commands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like you said, all throughout the New Testament, there are all these commands where where like Paul and all these New Testament writers are like, if you want to be a leader, be hospitable, show hospitality. And even even the idea of sharing all things in common. Yes. Like that that what's mine belongs to the body. Christ. And so mm-hmm. if God's given me this home or God's given me this gift or if God's so given me these things, that it's a it's a Christian obligation mm-hmm. to offer what I have as a living sacrifice for the Lord, whether or not it's convenient. Absolutely. Um, so I want to read something that someone sent to me. I love, love, love this. And she has a very similar personality to me. Her name is Ashley Soul. Um, and she's she's like me in that she's not she, it's not something that she would say she would just loves to do. Um, but the Lord's been really calls, calling her to step out in faith and mm-hmm. open her home. And the same he has been for me. And I've kind of gotten addicted to it, to opening my house up now, but, um, this is a footnote in her Bible. Listen, how beautiful it says Christian hospitality differs from social entertaining. Entertaining focuses on the host. The home must be spotless. The food must be well-prepared and abundant. The host must appear relaxed and good natured hospitality by contrast, focus on the guest needs, Mm -hmm. such as a place to stay, nourishing food, listening ear, or just acceptance. Hospitality can happen in a messy home. It can happen around a dinner table where the main dish is canned soup. It can even happen while the host and the guest are doing chores together. Don't hesitate to offer hospitality just because you're too tired, too busy, or not wealthy enough to entertain. I love that. I love that. And I think that's what I've experienced is on the days, there's never been a time when I've opened my home that I've felt like it. I'm just going to be honest. Like usually those are the tough days. Sure. And, but there's also rarely been a time when I've opened my home that I haven't felt the pleasure of God, like that God smiles on this. And I've learned that even when I cook for people, when I share part of me to make 
make the work worship, that I'll literally mm-hmm. like cut chicken and pray, God, if you could use something as simple as, as this chicken to yeah. minister to someone's life. I do. I pray for my chicken. Yeah. So listen, you could get tetanus. Her cookie sheets might be a mess, <laughs> but her but, chicken is holy. But the so chicken's holy, yes. No. Sanctified. Yes. Chicken fries. Yes. So, so, but making this worship, like understanding like that I want to bless, I want someone, if I could bring peace and relief to someone's soul, that yeah. my home is a temple and it's sacred space. Mm. And then if I'll offer it to the Lord, um, that he'll bless my home. For sure. That the residual blessing will stay on my home. And this is what hospitality really is. Absolutely. You know, um, as you were reading that, I was just reminded of, um, I think one of the earliest stories of hospitality in scripture with Abraham. Um, And in Genesis 18, I pulled it out here. I was reading this the other day um, in preparation for this. And the Lord really started to show me a lot about this. Um, You know, five different times in this passage of scripture where Abraham is sitting outside of his tent, it actually says he's in the presence of God um, when he looks up and he sees people in the distance. And instead of waiting for them to come to his tent, he pursued them. And mind you, dude had just been circumcised one chapter ahead of this. And so here he is, probably sitting outside of his tent, probably trying to like heal and everything. I know, like in a ton of pain, I'm sure. And it says that he ran toward those visitors. It was this pursuit of hospitality. And in Romans 12, 13, it says, pursue hospitality. Let that be a pursuit of ours. Um, And it's just so beautiful to see even what you were saying, that it's not about the host. For Abraham, it wasn't about him. He said, um, he he tells these guests, he said, if I have found favor with you, Please do not go on past your servant. Let a little water be brought that you may wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will bring you a bit of bread so that you may strengthen yourselves. He literally, he doesn't look at this as, here, let me do you a favor. He says, do me this favor by coming and partaking. The Lord had blessed Abraham with a ton of wealth and his family had prospered. And um, I mean, he got made all these promises to him and he had given him this land. And instead of Abraham just sitting at his at his tent chilling because, you know, he was probably in a lot of pain. He says he pursues these these strangers who he doesn't even know at first. And he invites them in. He brings them in. You know, that reminds me of is the verse that says that many of you have entertained angels on a mm, Yeah. And so the funny thing about that particular story, I believe this was when Melchizedek, right? When he ties, is it the same story? Um, no, this is chapter 18, uh, right before Sodom and, Gom- Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, so, so on several occasions. And so actually Melchizedek also comes to him and they serve him and they host Melchizedek yeah. as well, which we know is what um, theologists, call, uh, theologists call a Christophany or yeah. theophany, which is mm-hmm. an Old Testament appearance of Christ. Yeah. Um, and so uh, if you've ever read in the story uh, of scriptures where also the angel of the Lord, yeah. just take note because this is not just any old angel. It's not your average run-of-the-mill angel. Yeah. <laughs> um, that all roads point to this being God. And there were times when people saw the angel of the Lord and they worshiped, they made sacrifices. They say things like, I have seen God face to face. Hagar yeah. said this. Um, and so Versus like certain angels, like in Revelation, you know, people would, they would stop them from worship. Don't worship me. I'm just, mm-hmm. an, I'm just a messenger of God. So this is a significant angel. So in other words, like sometimes we are welcoming Christ into our home and not even aware of it, yeah. not just entertaining angels, but the very spirit of the living God. Remember Jesus said in Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, let me in. I would like to come have a dinner party with yeah. you. I don't care if your pants are, you know, yeah. old and uh, your <laughs> knives are dull. Like I'm hiding behind your couch because I see you through your blinds. 
<laughs> yeah, like I want to come in and die with you. And even even the the Jesus told his disciples, he said, when you come into a city and someone welcomes you into the home, yeah, to pray a blessing of peace. There there are certain connotations. You look at the woman whose son was raised from the dead, who the barren woman who received a son. And it's mm. only because she invited the servant of the Lord in her house. Hospitality. You're, when, here's the bottom line. When we open our homes um, to the Lord, that it opens doors for us. We're not yeah. just inviting our Lord, the Lord into our home, but really we're inviting him into our lives yeah. to begin to work. So mm-hmm. it really is our our, to our benefit that we do these things. Oh, and absolutely. So, um, and so I'm, I'm sure many of you are experiencing that and you're watching God. And now I know that like probably like, I, you know, we've had things break at my house, kids break things and it's inconvenient. And I know that that's part of it. And so I'm, I, I think part of the, the practical aspect of this is, is that I'd like to give you in the last couple minutes that we discuss is um, it's okay to like set boundaries with your house. Like, sure. <laughs> does it, opening your home doesn't mean like you're giving free access to people to destroy it or yeah. to stop by whenever they want mm-hmm. to. Like you still have to take care of your family. Um, and so practically what this looks like for me, Kayla, is <laughs> – I'm going to laugh saying that. But like when you, when kids come in, I host a boys life group for my yeah. son's age uh, friends. And when they come to the door, I was like, hi, um, listen. So we have a few rules. Um, like don't go on the ledge. You could die. Um, <laughs> don't go in the pool area uh, without an adult. And please don't eat in the white room. We've had yeah. this room called the white room and you're not allowed to eat in it. Um, so I'm, I'm okay. Or I'll stop saying, hey, buddy, would you mind to go in there? We're not eating. Like I do set boundaries and I think that's okay. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I think it's okay to like just let people know no clear expectations. But sure. the point is like to, to give generously of what we have yeah. um, and to trust that God can use things like couches and pans and cookies Absolutely. and chicken Absolutely. Um, for his glory. Well, and he even says, he says, give freely as you have received freely. Mm-hmm. Like I think um, we as Westerners have this mindset that we have worked for everything that we have, that we've provided for ourselves instead of recognizing that everything we have is a gift from God. Your home is a gift from God. Your vehicle is a gift from God. And we should be good stewards of yes. those things, which means take care of them, set boundaries. You know, um, when you were sharing that the first time, so I host a middle school um, and early high school age girls arise group. And the first time I had them over my house, I don't have kids. I'm the oldest of six, but I don't have kids. So my house tends to stay pretty clean and organized. And the first time I had them over there, I didn't set any rules or boundaries. And we just played a couple games when they left. Melody. My house looked like a bomb went off. We played this tissue game. I had like 7,000 tissues in my floor, pizza, trash left everywhere. And so what I realized was, okay, the next time we're going to have everybody help clean up and help take care and recognize that this is a gift from God that I want to share with with others um, and and being a good steward of that in the well, same I think, token. I think the important thing there is if we want to do this for the long haul, then we have to be willing to do, rel- to, to do life organically with yeah. those that we love. And so, um, so, you know, when someone's your family, you don't, you don't mind me like, Hey, do you care to help me take out this trash? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, um, oh, are these your socks or did yeah. you, oh, please don't cut your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, when, it's your, when it's your family, you don't yeah. mind, to be honest. And I think that's just, it's the thing of just uh, teaching culturally as you open your home. It's okay to teach. We're sharing all things in yeah. common. We're doing this together. And we want to do it healthy for the long haul. Absolutely. And so I encourage you, hosts, that um, don't try to do everything on your own. First of all, yeah. I think re- really evaluating what things matter and what things don't. Um, clean sections of your house and leave the others dirty. It's fine. You're allowed to um, have a junk drawer yeah, or I, closet. I think, I think really weighing in what matters 
matters is that you're able to do this for the long haul with a yeah. healthy mind and spirit and body that you're not physically exhausted. It's not too much in your family or to stress your husband out because things are getting broken. So mm-hmm. make sure that we set boundaries to be able to do it for the long haul. And don't be afraid. Our culture is one that is moving away from consumerism into um, communal living. And so communal responsibility to one another. So don't be afraid to ask someone, hey, could everybody bring an appetizer? Hey, could everybody bring this? Do you care to grab drinks? Hey, would you care to help me stay after and pick up? Um, So I think that's okay. And again, that's going to ensure that we have um, a longstanding ministry and not just fly by. We see a lot of groups come and go because they try to do too much, too fast and they burn out. So we don't want to do that. We want to keep the main things, the main things. And that's that God, you've given me this house freely. And so I'm going to share it freely with those I love. Absolutely. And I think in that same token, it's not just um, being good at giving hospitality. It's being good at receiving hospitality. Even if you're the host. Even if you're the host. Like allowing Jesus received hospitality and welcomed hospitality from people um, who invited him in his homes. Even those visitors who came to Abraham received that hospitality. And so when you have people in your home and they're offering to help you, the easy thing is to say, I got it. Like I'll take care of it. I'll do it on my own. But there's something so beautiful, um, not only in just um, pursuing and giving hospitality and acting in ho- in a hospitable way, but being able to receive. There's something so humbling and beautiful about being able to receive other people's hospitality in your life. Man, such a good point to end on. We hope this has been a blessing to you and um, we're praying for your groups and we're always here for support or encouragement. If you have logistical questions or if we can help you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we love you and we're so grateful for you. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you later. Love you guys. Okay. I, think think? I thought it was fun. <laughs>